We're going to start it in three, two, one. Some are calling it a shot across the bow of those jerks at Sports Thursday because this is Sports Wednesday, Thursday edition. was worth the 24-hour wait. That was fantastic. Yes. Think, Coach? That was well appreciated. Excellent. Wow. Welcome to Sports Wednesday Special Thursday Edition, everyone. I'm your host, the big man on campus, Pete Brown. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you joining us here on a Thursday. The one-day rain delay was uh, was on me. Some stuff came up that uh, had to be seen to. And uh, so we're doing a Thursday edition. We've done it before. And, uh, and we'll probably do it again. Yeah, if you're one of those jerks at Sports Thursday, you know, just we got eyes on you, man. <laughs> that was so threatening. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like led up to a good threat, and then I was like, I have no threat. Yeah, it, you, you know. really did. <laughs> I probably since these are all podcasts, I should have said we got ears on you. Oh, so fantastic! First of all, this man believes that the biggest. MLB All-Star snub this year was former Cavs coach David Blatt. <laughs> it's the coach, basketball legend Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm doing good. Doing real good. <laughs> so convincing. I'm sorry. He's good enough to busk on a corner near an arts and crafts festival, probably in the suburbs, but the only busking he'll actually do is in his basement with an IPA. It's the maestro, Brian Hake. Oh, I Mr. like that. Good. Uh, no IPA tonight. I'm drinking a, a, a one to potentially two-year-old Bud Light Lime. Noise. Dreadfully mm, delicious. It'll be Not it'll good. be a dark day when Maestro's drinking like the the one O'Doul's that's been in that fridge for about a year now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was I was on vacation last week and I pretty much had a beer in my hand the whole time, so I'm trying to keep nice. that going. All right, Maestro. <laughs> Oh, I like that. But right now, I know our listeners want to know how they can follow us on social media. And the best place to go is Twitter, where you can follow us on at, at Sport Wednesday. That's singular, at Sport Wednesday. And we are still in the high 700s. I haven't looked at the number lately, but I know uh, our progress towards 1,000 is hitting a little bit of a plateau. And then on Instagram, at Sports Wednesday. How are we doing on Instagram there, Maestro? Uh, we'll, we're still hovering at the high 50s. High 50s. Okay. So uh, hopefully before the year's out, we'll be over 1,000 on Twitter and over 100 on Instagram. I can't wait till we hit hit uh, Roger Maris for our Instagram. I think that's going to be a big day. 61? Yes, mm-hmm. that's going to be a big day. Nice. That will be a huge day. Are you, guys, course- are you guys still doing your Maris push-ups? Oh, yeah. I haven't missed a day. <laughs> if I, I mean, if I've been doing it, that means No. Yeah, so the Maris push-ups, everybody, is you do uh, 61 push-ups a day, and that's called get, getting your daily Maris. And I also, I've been wrapped up with some work stuff, so I've not been exercising at all. No, me either. Mm-hmm. We're going to look We're gonna look great in those tight shirts next Saturday. Oh, we're going to fill them out like sausage. <laughs> hey, you know what tastes pretty good right now? A zinger. Okay, so that brings us to Act 1, the sports dead zone. Coach, what's going on in the dead zone? Well, the dead zone is pretty much filled with the same things. Uh, we've got baseball, and we've got five days till the the big old trade deadline in baseball. The big trades have happened. Machado did go to the Dodgers, as we were talking about. and um, Right now, there are just a lot of pitchers. I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement. Uh, from what I've been looking at and reading, that the big names, it's not going to be a furious frenzy to the end. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of little parts move. Um, there's a couple pitchers, AJ Happ, uh, for the Blue Jays could move. Um, but what we're going to see is teams trying to put together little bits and pieces to shore up their bullpen, um, find a guy that can come off the bench, um, and play a game or two or deliver that big pinch hit. So right now it's, 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 it's a lot of tinkering. So I think the excitement is over and, uh, it's going to end with a whimper. 
So no, no big bold moves like the Astros signing Verlander last year. No, and like I thought, Baumgartner was going to be uh, in that discussion, but the, the the San Francisco Giants are just holding on strong enough that I don't think they're going to be sellers, and I think they're going to take their chances. And a lot of teams that would have been sellers that had some pieces, like the A's and um, the Pirates. Are, are starting to surge and they're changing their minds about being sellers right now. So some of those pieces are now off the block and the Mets are just not going to find anybody that's going to give a, give them a good enough deal to get rid of DeGrom or Syndergaard, which are their two aces that they could get rid of, but there's just not enough good uh, prospects and deals right. out there. To and do. let me just say, if the pirates make the postseason, coach, I think you're going to have to wear a pirate's hat for every show that happens while they're in the postseason. It's a trap. Make that I I will make that happen. If they can do it and they are now sitting yeah. six games back, which is they had won ten straight. Um if they do, I will do exactly what you just said. I will wear that hat. And if you have a jersey or a or a shirt, I'll even wear that. Mm. I think Maestro can set you up with some pirates gear. Good. Okay, this says British Open. Is that bowling that we're talking about? Oh yes. Go ahead, Maestro. Talk us about this thing called the British Open. Oh, I knew the accent was Hello. Still coming in there. Yeah. So the uh, what was Did that? They play that in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> so the third, uh, the third major in uh, the PGA golf uh, season was this past weekend. Um, it was at Carnoustie, which is uh, the you know the British Open. It's a big yeah. deal. Um, Do you know they call it just the Open? It's the do. Open champ. Yeah, I learned that. Some golf guy corrected me. He was very pretentious. He goes, no, it's just the Open. I'm like, okay. But why do they say British first on TV? Okay. I was corrected. Go so ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no. Uh, so uh, a fellow by the name of Francesco Molinare won. Um, and uh, he's he's been pretty hot on the tour this year. And he's actually uh, he's played with Tiger a couple times and I think beaten Tiger you know, as they pair up now and they were in the, they weren't in the final pairing, but their pairing was on Sunday. So Tiger was actually with this guy when he won. Um, but I think, uh, coach, you were saying, do you think uh, Tiger's going to win another major? And I, I do think he will. You do. Um, I don't think it's going to be this year, but, um, I think it was promising that he was, it was in the hunt for sure. This past weekend, he had a, like a great Saturday. I think he shot like a 66, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, um, he, him being good definitely piques my interest. I definitely yeah. paid attention and followed. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's been a long time since he won a major, and um, you know, I think he's feeling good. But like I said, you know, there is one more major. It's the PGA, and I think it's in a few weeks. I think it's in August or late August. So, so yeah, he's. So let me ask you: Has he not won a major since his life fell apart and his wife crashed the car and all his infidelity came out? Yep. Correct. So, so Correct. would it be fair to say that infidelity is a big part of his winning formula? <laughs> <laughs> I would say yeah. correct. So he can try, <laughs> he can try and live a better life, or he could go back to being a scumball who wins who wins majors. You can't have both. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You know, his body has actually deteriorated too, so that's a big part of it. But I, th- I think. I think for him, he was always very strong mentally. You know, nothing could ever shake him. And I think that whole meltdown with his family and, and the public. How how is his body deteriorate? Doesn't he play golf? <laughs> well, he, he uh, you know, he's he's got bad knees. He's got a bad back. Um, he's had multiple, you know, hardcore surgeries on his on his back in the last few years. So. Do you know when he when he was uh, in his prime, he spent I don't know how much time he worked out with um, Navy SEALs hmm. because he's jacked like he's, yeah, he's like he's a workout fiend, which they kind of said that might have um, shortened his career hmm. because you know look at look at the other golfers they're not jacked like him and I, I think he did more damage to himself doing all that extra stuff because I think he was just bored. Yeah. Um, Probably took years off his career. I mean, he definitely changed golf into more of an athletic. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's no more. You look back at Arnie Palmer and Jack Nicklaus. Those guys had, you know, they had their little paunch and. Or Craig Stadler, who they called the walrus. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys used to smoke when the, when the cameras weren't on, they were smoking cigarettes and 
Yeah, look at John Daly. John Daly, yeah, he still does it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so Tiger Woods uh, used to work out with Navy SEALs and have sex with strippers, and then he won a lot of majors <laughs> doing that. But now, apparently, all the years of walking along beautifully manicured golf courses have worn down his knees and his back. <laughs> you just love this so much. I do, I do. But see, I will say this, right? Because Tiger is a fellow Buddhist, and I understand. I, I was impressed that he took he took responsibility for what he had done and very publicly admitted to it and owned it up. You don't see that happen uh, a lot in sports. Um, oh, no. But uh, yeah, again, if I was advising him on how to win a major, I, I, I guess I'd send him some strippers and some Navy SEALs and see if they could work something out. <laughs> that's That's a great prescription to victory and can you photoshop that for me, please? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great for the would instagram be, would be great for the instagram i'm afraid i already made the slate for tonight's show though but you know what talking about tiger woods and strippers reminds me of <laughs> cancer <laughs> <laughs> cancer is still bad in case you guys wondered and uh, what the three of us do about it is we ride in the Pelotonia. And it's a fundraising ride for the James Cancer Hospital here in Columbus. Uh, this will be Meister on my eighth ride and seventh. Seventh? Yeah. God, he always does that. Right. He gets it wrong. That's right. Time. And this will be Coach's ninth ride. <laughs> Third, Third ride. Thank you. Third ride. Now, let me see if I got these numbers right, Meister. We're expecting 8,000 riders. Yeah, we're usually around eight. Yep. And Ooh, so we'll uh, hopefully raise uh, upwards of 20 plus million this year. I don't know if we'll go that high. I don't think we've ever gotten 20. We're usually around 16, but 16 to 18. Nice. And I think we just cracked 10 million uh, like yesterday. So. Nice. All right. Uh, I don't have a cancer question prepared this week. Hmm. hmm. So okay. I'm going to let Coach ask the cancer question, and I, I get a chance to steal oh. if I can make it funny. Excellent. Okay, here's my cancer question, <laughs> Brian. Um, do you still think? No. <laughs> Excellent answer. All right, there we go. I'm sorry. I'd like to steal. Go ahead. You can steal. <laughs> I feel bad that we put in the rules. You can steal the cancer question. It's just never happened. Uh, but we have we I have here, it. Coach, you want to talk about Jim Kelly and the Espies. Apparently, he gave an emotional speech. He had oral cancer and correct. is now cancer-free. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so he had a little bit of a scare, and they went through his – he went into the hospital and had a scan, but um, the scan came back clean. So he is still cancer-free. But, I mean, his is a uh, – his story has been – well documented, and he's been. Um, I know. It, I, I would like. I have to admit, when you were discussing the speech, I have not seen it yet, but I heard it was another good. It was a good one. Yeah, at the ESPYS. Sure, of course. Jimmy V will be the speech against all against which all cancer speeches Correct. are measured for all time. Um, well, and I right. think that's that's the award that Jim won, right? The Jimmy yeah. V Award for Perseverance. Yeah. And yes. I would argue that Jimmy V's speech and then Dick Vitale's speech the following year put the ESPYS on the map. Oh, it totally mm-hmm. did. Yes, absolutely. Because, like I told you before, besides that part, that show is darn near unwatchable. Yep. Well, I've met Dick Vitale, and I'll tell you what: someone should get that guy a nose hair trimmer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, if you want to donate to our Pelotonia rides, the links are on the homepage at sportswednesday.com. Uh, you'll see three links because we're each raising funds. How are you guys doing on your fundraising, by the way? I, I'm stagnant, but I'm like at yeah. 1,042, I think. I've I've never been this slow, but uh, I'm still fortunate that that I have, you know, I haven't had to contribute. What are, yet what are you at? I think I'm like right around 1,200, uh-huh. so I'm still like uh, 300 shots. Well, I just and usually by usually by this time I'm like yeah, way over. Goals. Yeah, I'm at about 900, but I I really just started in in uh, in earnest. I know yeah. you you shot up yeah. fast. Yeah, so uh, hopefully. We'll get that. So go ahead to sportswednesday.com, click on Big Man on Campus, make a donation. It's tax deductible, and 100% of your donation goes to cancer research at the James Cancer Hospital. Sweet. Sweet. All right. So I think before we go into Act 2, we're going to need some music. We're going to need an Irish guy, if someone could find an Irish guy. <laughs> Can we get that arranged? And and we need, we need yeah. some bubble gum. Okay. All right. Here we go. Play some music, make us happy, make it happen, act two. 
Oh, nice that finish. really nice. Maestro's on point tonight. Yeah. So little James. Game. I, I got to admit, the, the Irish guy sounded a little annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been. Might have been. Okay. So we're talking about the big bucket of cards. And uh, last week while Maestro was on vacation, we, we've been talking about doing this forever, haven't we, Coach? Oh, this has been one of my favorite things we haven't done that's, yet. That's right. Of all the things I haven't done in life, this is right up there. This is right so up we, there. We, I don't know we drew a baseball me. card from the big bucket of cards. It was Mickey Klutz, uh, 1982 Oakland A's card. And we are going to try and get him on the show. Uh, admittedly, this this week in terms of chasing Mickey Klutz was not a great one. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, so, so normally we will try within two weeks to get them on the show. But but I've been a little overwhelmed at work. So I haven't even put up the web page that we can send Mickey Klutz to. And and to your credit, when we rolled this out, I kind of threw it out there without a lot of preparation. Note when we both talked about this a long time ago that if we were going to do this, we had to do it with a lot of preparation. Yeah. But we just wanted to do it, so we threw it out there, and and we'll make it yeah, work because it's Mickey. Mickey Clutz are coming for you if you listen to the show. Um, we'll try and we'll try and tweet it. So I think you found his Twitter account, which he hasn't tw- he hasn't tweeted since 2011. Uh, he had about 11 followers. <laughs> I followed him because you know it was just sad, but. Tell me about his very last tweet, the last time we heard from Mickey Klutz on Twitter. It's, it's uh, Law and Order. Yeah. said, b- yes. big fan of hashtag Law and Order. Hashtag Law and Order. <laughs> Which, God bless him, it's a great show. I know. It's just, that's the last, the last thing the public has that's, of Mickey Klutz. That's your, that's your last last tweet is, big fan of hashtag Law and so Order. Which Law and Order is it? SVU? Yeah. Is it oh, I think he was talking about the whole genre. Oh, the, the whole Dick Wolf. Yep. Uh, sweet. The, his whole catalog. Well, mm-hmm. if we get him on the show, maybe we can start a get Mickey Klutz a walk-on role in oh. Law and Order. And here's the deal. If we get him on, can we please have a segment where we do Law and Order trivia with him? Done, done. Okay. Yes. And we'll have the music because yeah. that has to happen. Sure. Sure. And you found his address. Is that right? Like to send, yes, him, send I did. him, and you're going to send him the card and see if he'll sign. I am. Okay. Yes, that is that is going to happen. I don't know if you guys saw my saw my tech, my message to you guys, but somebody on Instagram um, totally totally picked it. Yeah, up. I posted the picture, and some somebody from the A's uh, fan club or whatever was like Mickey Klutz. Mickey Klutz could have been from the Mickey Klutz fan club. Maybe yep, someone had high Oakland A's knowledge. We need to, yeah. That's huge. So, okay. Well, big bucket of cards. Uh, like everything we do, we talk about it for a long time. We say we need to be prepared, and then we just dive into it without preparation. <laughs> kind of like Logo Madness, which you'll hear about later. But I'm excited for it. We're gonna we're gonna pursue it. Uh, but let's let's be honest. It's on the edge of hope right now. We're gonna find Mickey Klutz. We will find Mickey Klutz. All right. So, Coach, why don't you uh, why don't you introduce our main topic for Act Two? Okay, so our main topic today um, is about being a fan and uh, what are the rules and unwritten or written that you cannot break? Um, should these rules exist? Um, what are you allowed to do as far as fan teams that you're allowed to follow? It really stems from my experience about being around other fans that either irritated me, irked me, or I found intriguing. Um, specifically in baseball, but I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about and see what we thought about the unwritten rules or what we thought they were. Yeah, so kind of like what's, you know, in software, we always ship minimum viable product, right? So what's the minimum viable fan? In other words, what's the minimum you have to do to call yourself a fan of a team and not be a lion bogus jerkhead? <laughs> yes, that that's well done. So, so, I mean, so I think uh, the answer is just you need to buy a hat. That's it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I do think that's part of it. Buying a hat's an investment. Right. Oh, buying a hat's an investment. But I mean, when I think about buying a hat, I struggle mm-hmm. because there's a lot of hats I think look so cool. But I know that if I wear them in my head, I'm like, well, if they ask me a question about this team, do I say I'm a fan or I do, do I just like the hat? And if I say, do I, I just like the hat, how, how are they going to feel about me? Is that going to take away my credibility? Those are the things that go through my head. Hmm. Most people don't think that way though. You don't uh, think so? I mean, you're, you're a sports fan, so you, 
you think a certain way, but I think there's some people that, you know, they go to the circus, they buy a hat. They go to a baseball game, they buy a hat. It's it's like a souvenir, so it's not really that they're a fan. It's just that they had a good time at the game or the circus. So you think it's okay to buy any hat and wear it anywhere? I'm just saying. That doesn't mean you're a fan. I'm just saying that that's why you buy a hat. Yeah, like right. like sometimes, like like when we did minor league logos, I kind of wanted to order the hat of the team that I, that, that, just because I thought it was a cool hat, you know? Oh, and I think there's rules for that. That's minor league. I think that's a, that's open. Oh, that's open season. So we're talking ma- major. So, so the real question that I think you're asking here, Coach, is yeah, the bandwagon fan, right? Some yes. somebody who became a Cubs fan in 2016. Correct. Now, so, I, I or and I think the other issue too is, and I I I think we want to touch on it is, you know, you live in a big city. You know, which side of the street are you on? Are you on the Cubs side of the street or the White Sox side of the street? Are you on the Mets side or the Yankee side? That And that's, I don't know if that's part two of this story, but. Yeah. Well, no. I, well, let, I mean, that's a well, let's one. say with part part one, because I think I think it's okay to be a bandwagon fan, but you kind of acknowledge it, right? So you could be like, oh, I'm really enjoying the Cubs this year. I think I'm becoming a fan, right? Uh, the, the guys who like hop on, like, I don't know. I'm I'm suddenly a Patriots fan. We've won six Super Bowls. We're the best. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. you know, what's your connection to the Patriots? You know, uh, or the people that you know. I I know you know my dad used to get transferred a yeah. lot. And when they when we, he moved from Cleveland or when he moved from Cincinnati to Cleveland, he became a Browns fan. And then when he moved to Pittsburgh, he became a Steelers yeah. fan. And in my I don't I don't know when that becomes legit. When is it? Does you have to live in that city for a year? Do you have to go to a game? Like when is that? See, like that's tough for me because, like, my dad he did that. We, we did that a lot too. Like, so we moved. We lived in New York, um, and then we, when I was young, but then we moved to Ohio, and then we were all you know Ohio based fans. But he moved around more once I got to college, you know, Kansas City and around, and he did adopt those teams. But like anywhere that I've gone, it's it's my teams from the beginning or, or nothing. Like, you know how, I mean, I know that that that's extreme, but like, I, I, like I always say, I appreciate the other teams, but I don't consider myself a fan. I like, I lived in Chicago. I'm not a fan of either one of those teams. I appreciated both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the White Sox were, were rivals to the Indians, but when I go there, I, it's a baseball game. If they weren't playing the Indians, I could appreciate that team. Yeah. The Cubs, I mean, oh, go ahead. Tell me about Ohio State. The same. Well, yeah, with the Buckeyes, right? Yeah. Same thing. We're all, we're all OU fans, right? That's right. Um, and we're all not from Columbus right. originally, so you know. But we come here, and it's Ohio State all all the yeah. time, you know. So, but like, if we, you but if you live in the state of Ohio, there's only true. one college football team that you follow. Yeah, but but like I would say, like I would say, I appreciate the Buckeyes. I like when they're winning, <laughs> right? When they're winning, everybody's nicer around town. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? But like when they won last national championship 2014, I think I watched it at Maestro's house and we were like, all right, cool, we won. But it's not like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I would say I follow them and, and I'm, I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and here's the other thing just on, on the moving. And I, I just, you know, I grew up reading the sports pages back when newspapers were a thing. You know, and so the times when I lived out, outside of, of Ohio, it, I, I did get more interested in those teams because that's what the coverage was, you know. So I learned a lot, right. you know. Um, and so I would say, like, I, I'm not a fan of the University of Texas, but, but you know, they do hold a place in my heart because I spent t- a couple of years reading about them and covering them. Oh, yeah. And I, and I think that's crazy. Like a true sports fan, when you are within that realm or in a different area, you'd be crazy not to appreciate – the situation, but like, I guess when it comes down to brass tacks, you, you, if you say like, who are you a fan of? Yeah. You know, I, I guess, you know, if, if you're going to take it to that level, because mm-hmm. that word means I'm, I'm a fan, yeah. like I'm, I'm a fan of this team. Okay. To me, that means that's your team. And, and are you talking about the four majors or does college count too? I think college does count. Okay. I mean, I think it's got to, it's got to, cause it's so big. No, what you know, I, I get a lot of grief, but, you know, I am, I did grow up in Pittsburgh, even though I've lived in Ohio much longer than I did in Pittsburgh. And I couldn't tell you the roster of the Steelers other than the big, the big players, but um, Pirates, 
Penguins. I mean, I still feel a connection to those teams, but even what, though I haven't really lived in Pittsburgh in over 20 years. But were you, you born there? No, I was born in, born in Cincy. And then, uh, then we moved to Cleveland. So I've been all around, Yeah, you know, but definitely, you know, K through 12 school in Pittsburgh. Well, that's your form. That's your formative years. Those are like those to me. That's when you, that's when you formulate your, your sports fandom. So you did in your formative, those formative fan years, you're, you, it was stamped. I feel like in your soul, you're a Pittsburgh fan and you'll be a Pittsburgh fan forever. That's your team. You say so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I do. I, there is something to that because, you know, when the Cavaliers won, won the championship, I mean, I, I lost my shit. I just felt the, the yes. frustration yes. of 38 years of, of following sports, you know, and not winning a championship kind of lift. And, um, you know, but, you know, it, here's, here's one last thing, but I want to get to these dichotomy of teams that you guys have listed here because I think that's interesting. But we always say we got to pick an English Premier League team to be a fan of. Right. And, and it's correct. The main, the Chelsea, yeah, the main, the main criteria be is that coach sounds funny when he Liverpool. says it. Yes. <laughs> that is the main criteria, you know? So of course, if we're fans of Sheffield Wednesday, that's the best name ever. I'm also a fan of Brighton. I used to go there for business a lot and, and they just moved up to the, the top level. In the, oh, so Brian, the Albion. Yeah. And Albion is a type of seagull. Yeah. So okay. Okay. So here we have here this list: Mets versus Yankees, Giants versus Jets, Browns versus Ravens, White Sox, Cubs, Rams, Ravens. So I, those are all those are all top of mind that I put on there. Just yeah, I'm sure more. I I, I just think the teams you chose are interesting here: Jacksonville Jaguars, Tampa Bay Bucks. Are those? Is that really a, a rivalry? I don't know. It's middle of Florida. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Like. You know, so it's like who, you know, at what point are you a Tampa Bay fan versus Jacksonville? I don't know. Do you guys think there are more Browns fans than Bengals fans in Columbus? Oh, I would say there's more Steelers fans in Columbus. Well, I would say here's what I will say. There used to be more. But then I think a lot of the and I'm going to say it, the generation now, because the Steelers have won and the Browns haven't won ever. Uh, in the past 20 years um, have migrated to Steelers because the they Steelers, win. The Steelers radio station is here. Yeah, that it, exactly. You can pick up the Steelers games, which is unheard of in the I state know, of Ohio. Crazy. That drives me nuts. And I've listened to it. Like I'll be heading to the grocery store and I'll be like, holy crap, this is crazy. And I, and I kind of like it. Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, coach, your theory is that because the Browns have won one game in two years that they have less fans. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot more fans that say, Hey, I'm just going to pick a team that wins. I've heard people say that. Yeah, I guess so. I, I want to pick uh, a team that wins and they, they don't want to pick the Bengals cause they don't win enough and the Steelers win a lot. So they hedge their bets and pick the Steelers. And, a pit. and I've, I've seen people too. I've t- talked to people here in town that were Browns fans and they've become either Dallas Cowboy yeah. fans or new England fans yeah. because, because they don't want to be Steelers. They're hardcore against the Steelers, yeah. but they're picking. Yeah. Cause see that I have a problem with. Uh, sure. This is, but I, let me say this. I, I cannot see a hard, a, a true Browns fan moving over to the Steelers camp. They, no, that, you were that, never that, a Browns fan. Yeah. You were never a Browns fan. If that happened. No, what I'm saying is this is, and I, I see it because, um, I, I see kids whose parents were Browns fans, but the, they let their kids choose, of course. So yeah. the kids choose who they want to follow. Right. And the kids see, well, the Browns suck, right. but this team is good. Right. So they become Steelers fans yeah. and then they can identify with their players. So the kids grow up as Steelers fans and we've got 20 years of that now. And then they're going to start to have kids and they're going to just pass that Steelers fandom down. So it's almost like it's weeding out the Browns fans, unless the Browns win. And then I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. And the reason I put Browns Ravens is because I, I think there's still a lot of Browns fans that hate the Ravens because that was, oh, they, that uh, was where, the, where the team went. Yeah. Right? Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, any Browns fans having any kind thoughts to say about the Ravens. I would and I would not. think there's, I would think there's folks in Baltimore that hate the Colts because the Colts. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night. Yeah. 
So uh, I think, too, with a lot of these uh, team dichotomies you set up here, Maestro, is like Mets versus Yankees. I think you're you're a Mets fan or you're a Yankees fan, but it's not like you hate the other guy, right? They're in a different league. Like I, I know a lot of White Sox fans. My cousins all grew up on the South Side. They didn't hate the Cubs. They just weren't Cubs guys. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Because when I was in there, it was the other. I, I mean, the guys that were White Sox fans hated the Cubs fans. Really? Well, and here they thought they well, were they obnoxious. Hate, sure, they hate the Cubs fans, right? But the oh yes, the Cubs team. They're like they, they, you know, yeah, it's the Cubs. Well, well they, but they, they didn't. It didn't break their heart that they lost. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Like I, I, that, to me, that's that's the thing. Like, um, it, it, I mean, I. I feel like there's more vitriol between those two teams than like I'd say the Indians and and the Reds. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any like they try to they, they tried to create this yeah this battle of Ohio and it doesn't really exist. Yeah, because interleague play is what they they came up with it in the late 90s, you know. So the 100 years of baseball history, you're only playing people in your league. The only time there was crossover was the World Series or the All-Star game. Right. You know, and and so it will take some time I think for the, those right but like Cubs fans don't sit around going, we got to beat the White Sox. No, not at all. But You're they, right. They sit around thinking, we will kill the Cardinals and we'll rip their heads off and shit down their necks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, that, that's, that, that, those, that is a true rivalry. You're correct. That, that makes sense to me. And so, <laughs> and then there's, there's this three way rivalry, which is insane, which is Kings, Ducks, Sharks. I'm not even sure what sport this is, Maestro. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> They were just all, they're all California hockey teams. Uh, so I was just thinking, you know, where, where in Southern California is, is the line drawn that you're a Kings fan or a, a Ducks fan or a Sharks fan? And I know there's a lot of baseball teams in, in California yeah. too. Well, I'll tell you, I just have no idea where those, where those lines are drawn. Well, the Dodgers, San Francisco, that, that is yeah. a really strong rivalry. Yeah. That's those that's, fans hate each other. That's fa- like, fans fighting in the parking lot strong and dying. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's bad. Yeah. Well, I think I don't, I don't want to go on too long on this. It's been about 30 minutes already. So, um, yeah. but I think we should come back to it. I think this is something we can come back to. I, my, I, I'm saying if you're, if you're becoming a fan of a team, if you, until you buy a hat, don't even tell me that you're a fan of the team. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. And I thought that's a good lead into. The segment that will never die. <laughs> if this segment had cancer, it would beat it and give it. It, it would give an inspirational speech at the ESPYS. That's right. <laughs> it's time for hats of the week. Maestro, are you wearing a hat tonight? Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell us about this. Let me guess. Is it a is it a sports team hat? It is. What? Yeah, it's an institution. It's an institution. Oh man, I am gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm going for it right now. I'm saying it's Pitt. Ooh, I wish. I wish I had a pit hat. It's an institution. Um, My brother's listening. You can give me a pit hat for Christmas. I'm going to say it's um, it's a temple hat signed by... <laughs> Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby. <laughs> I was going to... I was going to say Mark Macon, but uh, we'll go with Bill Cosby. Yeah, so my, you know, it's funny about what funny about Temple. We used to go to Pitt football games when I was a kid, and it was seemed like the games that we always got tickets for was the Pitt Temple game. Oh, that had to be a dog game. I've seen a, I've seen a lot of Pitt Temple games. So Maestro, fan of Temple, Pittsburgh, and Oregon State. He's basically the all-sexual assault team. <laughs> Why, I own <don't> <laughs> Okay, uh, so... What kind of hat is it, Maestro? We've guessed. Oh, you have guessed? It's my uh, it's my uh, my beautiful, beautiful OU green uh, hat. Oh, that one's pristine. Like you've kept yeah. that in great shape. Oh yeah, it's, that's my baby. Nice. All right, Coach, you wearing a hat tonight? I am wearing a hat. Let me uh, let me ask you: Is it a sports team hat? It is a sports team hat. A pro sports team. It is a pro sports team hat. All right. <laughs> have you worn it before on this? I show? have not. Is it a baseball team? It is a baseball team. Ooh. All right. Like pro-pro? Like MLB? MLB. This is not minor league. Yeah, so given given what you just told us earlier, that's going to be interesting, right? It is. I think it's I think it's an A's hat. Uh, I'm going to say A's hat as well. Damn you, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting predictable. Yeah. It isn't, it isn't Liam's hat. Yes, from, it is. Uh, yes. Is it oh, the yeah. big league hat? Oh, yeah. 
That fits you? Yeah. He's my son's got a gigantic noggin. Yeah, and and wow. and, and coaches is unusually small. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Xander's Xander had that same hat, and I I could never wear it because he's got a, kind of a weird shape. Is it is it green or is it yellow with green? No, it's green with the yellow bill. Nice, nice. Well, yes, that's pretty much what Mickey Klutz is wearing in his 1980. It's exactly what he's wearing. I wish I could recreate that picture. I'm gonna try. All right, man. Nice. Okay, so we're just three guys hanging out doing a podcast now. Woo! Boom! Just waiting to finish this segment. Hey, hey, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, I'm looking at Act Three going. All right, so, so we got the, uh, hey, you wear you wearing a hat? I am wearing a hat tonight. All right, is it a is it a sports team hat? Uh, it's an institution hat. Ooh, Ooh, institution. Is it the the Ohio State University? It is not the Ohio State University. Oh. Is it so? It's a, but it is a college. Yeah. Kansas State. Nope, I'm, I'm wearing my uh, my Bobcat trucker hat. Oh, nice. So Pete and I are on the same page. Mm-hmm. I almost wore mine too. I'm getting thin here. Nice. Okay. Well, that brings us into commercial two hoopsters. Hoopsters, the greatest basketball themed board game you've never played. Coach, why haven't they played it? Because we haven't released it to the public yet. I know our loyal listeners cannot wait to get their hands on this game, but this week's Hoopsters update is coming from Maestro, because Maestro took the one existing set of Hoopsters in the world with them on vacation. How'd it go, Maestro? Uh, it's, it didn't go well, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> I was near, you know, I was near the lake, and I can say it does float. That's that's going to be thirty eight thousand dollars. You're going to have to pay us for that hat. For that, I know my my brother in law wrote me a check, so we're good. Sweet. No, I didn't get it wet. No, we we played it. It was awesome. Um, you know, it's funny wa- watching and sort of uh, being the umpire of the or the ref of the game. It was it was an interesting perspective because I know I've just played the game and you guys have watched me play. So uh, I had to pull a couple rules out of my butt, I'll be honest. But I think overall it went really quite smoothly. And um, it was funny watching uh, my brother and brother-in-law play. They were very serious, you know, and they were very tactical. Mm-hmm. And so the first, the first half went slow. You know, they were really serious. And then um, the second half, my, sister, my sister-in-law and my nephew played, and they flew. Mm-hmm. Because they had watched, they had watched the first half and realized, you know what? I'm not going to worry about playing defense. Got to play offense, and it went, it just flew. So, and then it was the three point. They discovered the three point shot, and they were just after it. So, nice. It's an interesting, interesting uh, observation. I think uh, got some good feedback, and they were, they said they, they all said they'd buy it. Nice. We got to get those made. We do, yeah. we do, and we will. Uh, I'm shipping a big project next week. God willing. God willing, <laughs> be able to focus a little bit more on hoopsters, uh, but but uh, coach still texts me incessantly about it. So, <laughs> yes. the spirit is willing. All right, it is willing. But before we go in our final act, I'd like to cue Maestro that we'd like a little music for it. Yeah, all right, let me get it there. As usual, I am looking at the clock going. Oh, we're right on time, and then the third act is going to take an hour and a half, <laughs> <laughs> as it should. Nice work. All right, it's time for Act 3. Act 3 is where we kind of go through all our little segments. We, we talk about our overall pick em, things like that. Uh, our scoreboard here, scoreboard update, last picks we made were, was the All-Star game, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Coach and I both picked the American League, so we and they won, so we both picked them a point. Uh, did None of our MVP picks came in. Is that correct, Coach? That is correct. Okay, so. All missed. As of today, Maestro 75 of 112, still an amazing percentage there. Uh, Coach at 68 of 112 and BMOC at 69 of 112. So we both creeping up on the Maestro. Yeah, you guys are really sneaking up. I need to get my act we together. absolutely are. And, uh, uh, you know, I, 
I picked the National League. I try to put myself out yeah. there, but you guys, you guys, in your American yeah. League, because yep. they win, winners win. And you're yeah. and you're a Pirates fan. I am a Pirates fan. They've been hot, hot, very hot. So, the so it looks like we don't have a pick this week. Is that right, Coach? Yes, I'm glad because I'll tell you what. I'm going to throw this in there. It's not on the show sheet. Uh, I know you know how you and Meister are always making like side bets, and we kind of track those. Yes. Oh yeah, t- tennis match. So, so I have a I have a side bet I want to propose to you, Coach. Uh, okay. So first, Let's hear it. First, I'm going to tell you the stakes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. The loser has to go to like Meyer or the grocery store where they have those gumball machines and buy the giant. 50 cent fruit gumball shape thing like you know a giant <laughs> grape yes they're like the size of a golf ball right they're giant yes and then you'll have to do a segment while chewing it on the show okay all right so i like those steaks now what are we betting on well i don't know if you guys know this but at eight o'clock tonight two uh, english premier league teams based off you want to guess who they were, Coach? Man City, not and Man, Liverpool, not Man City. Man United, Manchester United. That's right. So, uh, Manchester United and Liverpool play on Saturday. Okay. So you can pick. You can pick who you think is going to win that game. Mm-mm. Are we going to watch it somewhere? It'll be in the morning. You you get first pick. All right. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take Man United. All right, I'm because taking Liverpool. Liverpool, I have no idea. I actually think they're like three and four in the standings right now. They're probably bad, but I'm taking Liverpool yeah. in the tables. But Man City is playing um, tonight, actually, against Liverpool. I thought you'd. Oh, like, they are. Yeah. See if you'd like to get some of that in. I'm trying to find a score, but. Did you find it? No, I'm sorry, I didn't. Damn it. Okay, so that side bet business taken care of. That'll be fun to to. It's it's a full act. You got to be chewing this giant thing of gum. Boy, so there's no there's no points in this. This no. is just whoever yeah, this is, whoever loses. This is the giant gumball chewing. Yeah, and 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 if they uh, if they tie, then it's a push. We don't have to split the gumball. No, then we have to chew two in the next game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic! All right, guys, you gotta. I need your advice on what to do about logo madness. <laughs> <laughs> You Where know, are we I, at with that? I'm 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 shelling out the five bucks a month so that we can use Bracket Ninja. We're in the finals. Technically, they were supposed to end tonight, but we've only had three votes, and they're still <laughs> looking at the podcast. <laughs> and okay, I, I just I'm gonna, I, I cannot I cannot grant the best American League logo based on three votes. So I want to no. give it another week. One more week. <laughs> People, I'm going to say this right now. If you're listening to this podcast, take the time and please, for all that is holy, vote and pick an American League logo that you like. Yeah, please. To get the, to get the link, you can go to sportswednesday.com or look at, we'll, we'll pin the tweet on the top of our Twitter Yes, page, we will. Right to the we bracket. we got to have at least double digits. Come on, people. Yeah, so I, I don't even feel comfortable saying the Royals have an early lead because they're up oh, two to one. This is literally like... In a basketball game, when the first two points go through and it's two nothing in the beginning of the game, you know, yeah, it's two. It's over. It's over. What can I say? Not all segments are as strong as hats of the week. You can take that to the bank. Yeah, that's a killer act. Okay, fantasy. Uh, do we still? We're still doing fantasy baseball. How are we doing? We are. We. Uh... I haven't gotten to do it in like two months. <laughs> no. So uh, here's what we're. This is what I'm thinking with fantasy baseball. We're going to continue it. Okay. I'm going to finish out the month and try to get through January. I'm going to get through July. I'm going to okay. take it myself. I'm going to get through July and then come August. Actually, we'll do the second week of August when things start to get interesting. Then we'll start bouncing it back and forth again. Okay. Okay. Right now we're still in second place and we're tied five, five. We lost last mm. week badly. Okay. Yeah, so coach, you've had a couple of losses now after your string of undefeated yes. uh, weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things mm-hmm. are not going well. Oh, and we're losing again, four to six. Mm. This is, what is going on? This, this I think is, I got to make some trades. This is this is the thing about fantasy baseball. It's like it, you love it up to the All Star break, and then you kind of forget you had a team. 
And the thing is, you just got to hang on strong enough to get to the playoffs. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. Just mm-hmm. get to the playoffs. Okay. Well, we're second place. Yeah, That's we'll strong. make the playoffs. Said the guy that is not sure if we'll win another game, but we'll make the playoffs. All right. That brings us to trivia. 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 <laughs> hey, Hake, why don't you do a trivia? Trivia. Uh, question. Yeah. But first, at, first, All I right. want you to go trivia. Oh, trivia. <sighs> that was guttural. <laughs> All right. All right go ahead. Go What's first? the theme? What's the theme, coach? Theme is last place team. It's basically last place team trivia. So you can take a trivia question from any of the last place teams in the major league. Mm, so who are the last last place, place teams? teams? Would be. The Royals. Let me pull them up right now. It the, would be Orioles. the Orioles. Orioles. The Royals. The Mets. Mets the Mets. The Rangers. The Red Legs and San Diego Padres. Padres. Ah, yeah. So, anybody want to go first? I'll All go right, first. go ahead. I picked the Baltimore Orioles. Mm. Um, you guys will probably get this one. I know Matt, you like your uh, coach, I should say. You have a uh, a history with the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the first Oriole to hit fifty home runs in a season? Brady. I'm gonna give Brady you, Anderson. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you four choices. Okay. Frank Robinson. Mm-hmm. Brooks. Brooks Robinson. Robinson. Eddie Murray. Mm-hmm. And Brady Anderson. It's Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson. He was it was his one year where he hit fifty. <laughs> he was that. How odd! He was so strong for that one year, and one then year. that strong again. That's really odd. It's a Brady yeah, thing in the nineties. Weird. Yep. Okay. How about uh, how about you, Coach? What's your okay? Mine really kind of bounces between a couple teams. Mine is Mets trivia. Okay. And the Mets. Um, the reason why I brought this up is because there's a lot of talk about the Orioles having only 29 wins and 73 losses, and their winning percentage is at 20, 284. So they are on record to lose a lot of games. Um, mm-hmm. But they're not expected to win as many as the 1962 Mets. Um, how many games did they win, um, and what was their record? The Mets, 62. How many games did they win? What's their record? I, th- I know they lost more than 100 games, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll just say <laughs> I'm going to say that's 154 game season, so that I'm going to say that they were uh, 55 and 99. Okay. Maestro? I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go th- uh, they won 35 games. 35 games. They actually won more than that. They won 40 games, but they only play, They only lost 120. They had two games that were rained out that they never made up. So they actually didn't play a full 162-game season. But when they finished the season that year, do you want to guess how many games out of first place they were? <laughs> uh, 38. 38, okay. Maestro? 50. 60 and a half. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Damn. 60 and a half. They were never over 500, never at 500 the entire season. Um, and they were 60 games, 60 and a half games out of first place. That's the best. And I did the math. 284, um, the Orioles, if they stay at that win, win, they will actually win 47 games. So they will not be in danger of losing, winning only 40. Well, they didn't call them the amazing Mets for nothing. You ain't kidding. So, I think it was the Orioles in Boston, maybe that were playing last week, and they, yeah, their their uh, their records were like inverted. It was like whatever 20, 27 and seventy, and then the other team was seventy and twenty seven or something crazy like that. Well, I think the Orioles' strategy of trading away all their good players should help. Oh, they'll definitely go on a win streak now. So, do you think that they, uh, by the way, got anything quality from Manny Machado? Uh, no, 
I think they got a lot of decent guys. I don't mm-hmm. think LA gave them their crown jewel because they're not sure if they're going to resign them. And that was probably their, um, you never know. They got a lot, they got bulk. They got a lot of guys, but none of them were the, like that one guy, like that you had to have. All right. Okay. Well, here I have some Cincinnati Reds trivia for you guys. Good. Simple question. It's, it's not a usual coach six part question with a nine part answer. <laughs> All right. Dave Concepcion. This is going to be multiple choice. Yes. Who holds the Reds' all-time career home runs record? Is it Johnny Bench, Adam Dunn, Barry Larkin, George Foster, or Liverpool? <laughs> I'm going to go with George Foster. Mm, most home runs it's probably as a Red. Say those again. Johnny, Johnny Bench, Bench. Adam Dunn. Barry Larkin. George Foster, Liverpool. I want to say Liverpool, but uh, <laughs> I want to say George Foster too. I want to say Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn and a George Foster, and the answer is Johnny Bench. Oh, oh that seemed, that seemed like been. the obvious answer. It, it, I know. Well, when I, us. Coach, when I said, well, the Mets lost at least 100 games, you went, ee, and I thought that was a clue <laughs> that they didn't lose 100 games. And I went, oh, no, you said, you said, no, I will correct. They lost more than a hundred games. Yes, and they, they lost did. exactly a hundred. Ah, okay. see, mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the tape. <laughs> you should playing the tape right here, and playing <laughs> the tape. <laughs> playing the tape reminds me that we have to do some corrections. What do we got in corrections, there, Coach? Um, I thought I had some corrections, but then I listened to the show and realized I was spot on. So I don't have any. <laughs> nice. How about you, Maestro? Uh, you know my disclaimer. That everything's everything, everything is wrong. You're so wrong, you're right. That's right. right. So wrong, he's right. Um, my only correction is um, uh, earlier tonight I texted you guys saying I was at the Rutherford B. Hayes Memorial BP station, and technically the memorial is separate from the BP station. So it's not connected. Yeah, it just okay. happens to be there. Okay. All right. Well, guys, I think it's time for final thoughts. Final thoughts. Hey, Maestro. What do we need to we're, we're, yeah, we want some music, but we're doing this thing where I say it in a funny way, and then Coach does, and then we're waiting for you to be the third, and then we'll have some music. So it'll be like, okay, guys, time for some final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Hey, uh, let's listen to some uh, some final thoughts. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> ready for some final thoughts? Go for it. Look at them yo-yos. <laughs> That's the way you do it. Playing a guitar on your MTV. Nice work. Uh, Maestro, you've really been on point with the guitar tonight. Nice work. Uh, yes. Coach, so- Coach, what's your final thought? Uh, my final thought I got from tonight, I've been watching the Netflix show Last Chance You. Have you guys watched that before? No. Is it good? It is really good. It's in their third season, and it's basically a junior college football program. It was East Mississippi <laughs> the first two seasons. And it's basically like they take all the cast offs from these division one teams and it's their last chance to try to get back to a division one school. And this Mm -hmm. year it's in independence, Kansas. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's with this school. It's just independence. uh, This community college is Juco. And they have this coach named Jason Brown and he's from Compton. Yeah. Um, And the like swearing and the absolute screaming and the berating of this coach and how he does it and these kids. I mean, like, it's insane. Like, I'm watching it and, like, this guy goes off. He is a, like, a loose cannon. Anything sets him off. He screams at his coaches, his players. He'll scream at anybody. And then you're watching the show and I'm about, I would say about five episodes in. In the beginning, it was effective. The kids, the guys kind of had fear. But now they're kind of like, I'm kind of done with it. Like he's losing these players because he's yelling too much. It just made me think of, uh, you know, coaching styles and like yeah. how there are those that, that coach that way. And then there like are, you. 
Yeah, so that's totally me. And then ours, those that don't. But I think I think there's a place for both of them. But man, watching it like with you know with your eyes, you know, basically looking in the back and seeing all this stuff that happens, it's it's I could never play football, not with that. And also yeah, the fact that I wasn't built and fast and yeah. um, any good at it. But boy, it is insane. It is a strange, strange beast. The football yeah. coach. Yeah, and in JUCO, JUCO is a, oh. a weird little sidewater of football of just exactly that. Sometimes guys have been uh, kicked off D one teams, and so they go play a year at JUCO to try and get back. Yeah. Um, but JUCO. Yeah, what's interesting is that you would think that the drama of the show would be about the players and their their journey, but but you're saying that it's the coach that's just dominating. Oh, it's all about the, like if you ask anybody that's seen this season, and they ask you about think who do you think they're going to say this coach, Jason Brown, it's, it's, he is front. Do, do you think he's playing it up for the cameras at all? Maybe a little. I mean, it is, it is amazing. I didn't, I mean, I know coaches swear, but this is over the top. So this is some great a swearing. So if you, oh, if you yeah. need to work on your cursing, watch, watch last chance of you season three. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Last all right. Good recommend from the coach. How about you, Maestro? What's your final thought? My final thought, um, it's not as grandiose as coaches. Uh, you know, I was just like, a, like I told you, I was up last week, family vacation. And got a lot of like, you know, uh, nieces, nephews, and I've got like grand nieces and grand nephews, a lot of little kids running around. And, uh, you know, we were kicking the soccer ball, we're playing badminton, um, throwing the baseball, throwing the football. And it's really interesting watching all these little kids, various shapes and sizes, um, and how certain ones for some reason are very competitive. And then there's other kids that just aren't. And so my, my it's more of a, not a final thought or just a question to you guys. Do you think competitive nature is something that you're born with or something that you kind of learn? Hmm. I think birth order has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I could see that. And I think so like, you're saying oh, the, the firstborn is more competitive than. Yeah. Or, or if you're a younger brother and your brother's within a year or two of you, I think there's a lot of competitiveness there. That's the coach scenario. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, coach, coach does not like to lose. He, he's not a screamer like this coach he was just talking about, but. But coaches, you're what you're the youngest, yeah. right? But I have a brother that's yeah. just a year older than me. Okay. Yeah. And he's, he's way better than you. Okay. says you yeah i don't know i mean like yeah i i I definitely think it's 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 nurtured i don't think people are born with it i think there's some circumstance that creates that um but yeah it's it's funny to watch the people that are and they aren't and sometimes i see the people that aren't and have the athletic ability to be unbelievable but there's like "Mm, i'm good with that yeah, no, I saw a lot of that, and and the opposite too, where the you know there's the just the feisty kids out there, and it's it's hilarious, but it's 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 fun too. You know, um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna take a page from Coach's book and talk about youth sports. Uh, so Meister and I, we coached in a U five soccer team. If you remember that, the Blue Monkeys. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Two years prior to that, when my son played U5 soccer, he was on a team called the Silver Six. And I remember I was at a game, and I used to go crazy when the kids would score. And uh, we were playing this team, and this kid was scoring, and and his mom said to me, his dad gives him $3 for each goal he scores. <laughs> and that's a U5. I mean, like, mm. at U5, I was like, I was happy when the kids ran the right direction, you know? And I was just yeah. like, what what is he setting this kid up for? Oh, he's he's fostering it, and he's setting him up for to not care because at some point he's not going to get the same. I mean, like, where's my three dollars? Everything he does, he's going to have to amp it up. Yeah. Hmm. I remember being at my oldest son's. It was probably fourth grade basketball, and there was a kid on his team. He's really good, but you know, I think he missed some foul shots, and his dad, you know, was kind of standing in earshot of his dad, and his dad's like, "He's going to be doing push-ups tonight." Mm. Oh. And then they say that, like, I used to get that from parents when I'd coach and they'd say like, oh, well, we're going to go home and work on that. Like, like they're telling me like they're doing me a favor. I'm like, "Ah, come on, man. (laughs) I mean, get a grip. Let's have some perspective. You mean, come on, man. Like you don't need to work on it or you're taking this too seriously. Yes, that's what I'm saying. 
Like, mm-hmm. like they, and they, and they bundle me in that, you know, like think like, Oh, yeah. coach will appreciate that. I'm like, actually it, it's you. a little weird. Like I would say though, like I always struggled uh, hitting in little league and, and my, you know, my dad didn't do anything. Like I, I would have killed to have a dad that would have taken me out and thrown me some BP, right. Just cause you never got the reps. And in fact, like my friend, Sean Vinsel would go and his dad would pitch him BP and I got to shag the balls. <laughs> What a crumb. For the, for the hardcore for the hardcore medium fan, I want to just just say BP is oh, batting. Yeah, thank you. BP. And and uh JUCO is junior college. So I know uh I know I know BMOC likes to get the jargon Got out the there. Got the jargon so out there, yeah. I appreciate that correction. Well done. And when I say no problem. when I say appreciate, I mean I don't hit off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well done. Here is my final thought. So anyway, I'm doing BP down to Juke. <laughs> step, step ready. Okay. By the way, Coach, when you texted this week, you're going to start a podcast that you record while you sit on a bucket and coach baseball games. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so here's my final thought, and it's about this deal that went down. Kawhi Leonard traded to the Raptors for DeMar DeRozan. Just two years ago, DeRozan signed a five-year, $139 million deal with Toronto, and he was legitimately PO'd that he got traded to San Antonio. And I'm just curious what your guys' take on on what that deal is. Does it make the Raptors better? And also on his reaction. Okay, first, I'm going to say it's a really, really weird deal because I don't think Kawhi Leonard on that team that what they already have makes them anywhere near competing in the East. Like... San Antonio shipped him off to the one team he probably didn't want to go to and got the best mm-hmm. player in return. It's basically like, yeah. F you, Kawhi. We're not sending you to a good team. We're sending you to the Raptors. And, and DeRozan, though, I, I kind of feel for him. I mean, he legitimately said, I want to retire in Toronto for this team. He gave it, I mean, he is a legit, he, you know, he had a, he's not Kawhi Leonard. But he's there for three more years. Kawhi Leonard's not sticking around. It's a weird trade. Are we talking about yes. basketball? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, and, and no. here's the thing, right? Like when LeBron left Cleveland, we were like, hey, no one's happier than the Toronto Raptors. And I, I don't even know that Kawhi Leonard makes them a better team. No, I don't. I, I don't. I, I mean, with DeMar DeRozan, that's a very good team. Oh, that's a competitive team. If it was DeMar DeRozan, right? him... Uh, if it was DeRozan, um, Kawhi Leonard, and Kyle Lowry, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's a three-headed yeah. monster. Right now they have Kawhi yeah, Leonard, and, and they basically replaced – they've upgraded, but they're not good enough to beat the Celtics. I don't even know if they can beat the Wizards. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't – that was a weird trade. They may not beat the Cavs. Uh, they can beat the Cavs. Did, did the Raptors ever get a coach? Yeah. Yeah, they hired David Blatt. David, 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 <laughs> David Blatt. No, they made a mistake on that one, but no, they did not hire David Blatt. They hired some other guy. Who who did they hire? Do you know off the top? Of your not head? off the top of my head. Okay, well, I'm sure he's thrilled to be losing to Marta <laughs> yes. Rosen. Yeah, and so. get Kawhi Leonard for a year. All right, guys. Do we got anything else on the show sheet? It looks like we're done. Yeah, that's it. What? Co- so, Coach, I'm going to have you do the the walkout, and then Maestro will play some music. Nice. So go ahead, everybody. Pat your David Blatt bobblehead on the head, because I'm going to tell you right now, Sports Wednesday on Thursday, Thursday. is done. Nice work, Maestro. That was well done. You know, I, I like this because, you know, we've been dominating. We dominate all in all categories on Wednesdays. But <laughs> but putting out a Thursday edition. Is, Let's see what we do. Watch us destroy yeah, the numbers on Thursday. Yeah. Sorry, Sports Thursday. Hate you guys. F you. 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 Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, 
the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.